0: Cultivating Keep Podcast. I'm Jeremy with my good friend, Corey, and this is where we talk about what we are learning, what we are studying in the Bible, and what is new with our businesses. And today, there uh, we have no guests. It's just me and my boy.
1: The OGs. The OGs, so it's good. You got us. It's good. Yeah. lost to, to catch up on as well. I know.
0: Well. It's been a while. We've uh, been a little uh, MIA.
1: <laughs> Dude, life's been busy. Very busy. It's, uh, it's cranking up. It's heating up. Um, I feel like we're you know 26 is like really when you start getting old late 20s you know life gets busier you start having kids Mm -hmm. business stuff work stuff all sorts of stuff so yeah it's all different
0: life is uh it's changing (laughs) rapidly
1: (laughs) yeah well lots to catch up on though um how things been we will just start there.
0: Yeah, uh good. Um we are in the middle of our like busiest time right now of the year for our uh, w- uh wedding rental business and so I'm um, just super busy, dude. So it's kind of funny like comparing to last year with uh you know, I think we all know but last year when the year started pretty much every like one in the wedding industry everyone thought wow, it's going to be a great year. the you know, the year I make it. And then boom, COVID. And so all changed. Um but looking back at last year like at this time like You know, weddings and events were picking up again, but it was not anywhere where it is now. And so right now, it's really good, really busy. Um, uh, Since mid August, we've been been, we've been doing anywhere from about uh, ten to about fifteen events a weekend. So it's been busy, dude. Just like a lot of work, and then it's been super hard to find workers. And so um, you know, everyone's talking about like the labor shortage and all that. Um, I'm like on the front lines, like I see what that actually looks like. And so yeah, it is definitely hard to find people. Um, it's hard to find guys that want to work. Um, most people don't want to, don't want to work and dude, I'm, I'm trying every like trick in the book, like every type of incentive and bonus and all this kind of stuff and paying people well, you know, more than I have to. And still, it's still hard to find people. So, um, that's made things challenging. Um, but it's still, still been good and we've been making it through. Um, but that's been like most of my life (laughs) since August. I mean, just been super busy. Um, I've been working a lot, so that's like a quick update for me.
1: Yeah. On the um the workers kind of thread, do you feel like it's more of a problem of finding people in general or the people you do find don't want to work or already have something else going on or um I don't know, yeah. are still getting unemployment checks or something? Yeah, all like of that?
0: the above. I mean, um yeah, guys that I do have just a lot of them, you know, i mean i have like a core probably a handful of like four to five guys that, that want to work and that's great and that's that's enough for when we're like steady but right now when we're this busy i need like seven eight nine guys i need more than that and so in you know, those extra four or five guys you know it's been hard to find them i have a couple that i've kind of got like here and there but yeah they, you know i think they work when it's convenient and don't want to take every you know the shifts that are available and so and i get it you know a lot of the shifts are like you know late night stuff your friday night your saturday night so that that's difficult yeah um but yeah, it's just been hard to find people. so I've, I find myself often like it's still like you know th- Tuesday, Wednesday of, of like a weekend coming up and I'm still having not filled things and stuff so to you know find people to step in and whatnot and and uh, so it's been working out, but um, I'm looking forward to things slowing down. so
1: <laughs> <laughs> are you like pulling in? So like brand new people or people for like just like a weekend job? Uh, or I've only done that
0: one time. Okay. Um, most of the times, I mean, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I st- yeah, I got like three or four like brand new guys and those are the same ones that like will kind of stay around. But um, I mean, it's difficult. If You find someone random, like, you know, they can do it, but you got to show them everything and it kind of slows you down and yeah. they don't know what they're doing. And so it's always best when you have guys that kind of know the products and know how to do it and, you know, know the venues and kind of are familiar with things. And so for the most part, it's kind of like a team of guys that we have. So, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's all working out. So,
1: yeah. And busy means good for a business. Yeah, so. it means
0: money. So that's that's really good. It's funny, like, thinking uh, um, last year when we like, weren't doing a lot, I remember just thinking, man, like, I I, I want to be – I remember telling you, like, because you said, what's going to happen when you're overwhelmed? And I'm like, that's a good problem. <laughs> like, I want to have that. And I still feel that way. I'm not, like, backing down from this. But it's just funny how your mindset can change. Like, back then it was, like, give me all the work I can get. And now I'm kind of, like – slow down <laughs> right it's always and so and i think i was talking to connie about this but i think the reality is i mean we've been busy all this year i mean since probably april's it been very consistent um and then since august it's been like nuts like very busy um i think part of the issue is that i'm on the tail end of you know four or five six consecutive very busy months and so you kind of start to get depleted and you kind of just mm-hmm. you know, you just get kind of worn down and so yeah. i think you know we'll be through this in a couple of weeks and then come like end of november december i'll be i have time to kind of catch up and just relax and kind of recoup and i think i'll be back to my mindset of what's next (laughs) what else can we do kind of thing so yeah but um but yeah man uh how about you how you been
1: um good yeah i mean also very equally busy um in like august i started kind of on this kick of just like content creation and writing a lot for my newsletter and uh starting to plan sort of like a transition for swipe files to focus more uh back on sas and like not be like a broadly like oh just like tgc marketing but like specifically sas growth marketing early stage you know for founders or first marketers or small marketing teams and um can
0: you elaborate on what swipe files is and i'm asking because i have a couple of, like people recently have like started listening to the podcast that yeah. we know um, and a couple of them mentioned, like, what does Core even do? Like, they, didn't, right. they don't understand it. And I try <laughs> my best to explain, but, you know, ex- explain what Swap Files is and all these things you're talking about.
1: Yeah. So, like, the, the word or the like category is it's a membership site. And so you buy a subscription to get access to a certain number of things. And that includes a private community. So it's basically like a forum that's custom hosted. It's not like a Facebook group. It's my own platform. Uh, but it,
0: it is like a Facebook group, you know, where everyone right. brings value, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: You're talking, meeting with people, asking questions, um, you know, just networking, that sort of thing. Uh, and then there's courses. And so I have a couple of courses, two to be exact, and then I'm creating a third one. Now a new thing I'm offering is uh, a monthly office hours session. So it'll be like a, an hour long live stream, or basically I'm presenting like a new kind of innovative cutting edge tactic to implement. And then I'm also answering questions from the members. Uh, and so you can come up with any sort of, you know, broad or specific question around, hey, I'm, I'm dealing with this thing over here. What do you think I should do? Or do you have any advice around, you know, trying to make this happen? And then I can answer it live for the benefit of everyone who is a member. So now they can sort of, you know, crowdsource that knowledge.
0: Is that just a live like session or is it kind of stay out there and people can rewatch it?
1: Yeah, it's it's recorded live, and then there's always like a replay available afterwards in the community archive. Um, so basically, the, the shift is that I've been, you know, very broadly just kind of like connecting people. It's been around like marketing in general, which is a very very broad kind of practice, um, and it's been a hundred bucks a year. And now it's specific, specifically for SaaS. Uh, you know, all the courses are going to be geared towards SAS. The new one's going to be geared towards SAS and then I'm going to um, basically re, uh, re-record re the other two courses and update those, and also very specifically, uh, one already was, but very specifically gear them towards SaaS. Uh, and then also, I just increased the price from 100 bucks a year to 300 bucks a year, um, and uh, that was a move that my creator mastermind, a small group of people who are in a similar stage of business, doing similar things, and um, one of the... In August, uh, we meet once a month in August. I was talking about all sorts of other ideas, and they were like, wait, so why is it only 100 bucks a year? (laughs) I was like, and they were like, and why isn't it focused on just SaaS? And um, so I'm listening to them. It's been working out really well. Uh, Anyways, in the last month, I've written over 100 newsletter editions, and I've basically restructured everything, you know, replanned everything, and now, like just yesterday, basically seeing the fruits of it.
0: Yes, you kind of announced the new launch, right?
1: Yeah. How did it go? Yeah. It's been going really, really well. Um, it's kind of, I mean, it's so interesting because like in August, I was kind of just like, ugh, like what am I doing and like why isn't this working as much mm-hmm. as I want? September was the lowest revenue month I've had so far, mm-hmm. like in the last like two years this month is by far the best month I've ever had. <laughs> and so give me numbers, number like Corey, talk to me, low lows and high highs. You really you want numbers? Yeah, so sure. Yeah. Okay. Well in, if you're comfortable. Yeah. Uh, in, I mean, normally it's been doing like,
0: well, what I'm curious to know is if you didn't raise the prices, so let's say you were just saying, Hey guys, now's the time to, you know, re up your memberships. Now's that time, whatever. Uh, I'm curious like what that number would have been versus now at the two nine nine rate. Like how okay. much, you know, that's what I'm curious about.
1: So here's the thing is that I am I'm using you know the term is grandfathering. Yeah, so
0: those that are already been with you keep that rate. Yeah. But now but what you would kind of what you did was basically what well, you told them what you did, I guess. Yeah.
1: So, but I'm also I'm giving anyone uh, like a window uh, to get in to uh, get the legacy pricing. Okay, so no one's pricing. even paid for the new right. yet. So I literally I just swapped out the link today for the new the new it's membership over now. uh price. Yeah. So, I haven't had anyone subscribe to that yet. But what it did do is, you know, I said, "Hey, the price is going to essentially triple. I would recommend that you buy it now. And so it created a lot of urgency for people mm-hmm. to sign up now. And um, previously what I was doing too was uh, I had like this all access tier or mm-hmm. it was like a step up the normal one where it also included the courses. And that was three ninety-nine, And then it was 99 a year afterwards. And then I gave everyone a discount. I said, hey, half off during this one week window before I change the price. You know, it's a win-win. You lock in; your good annual deal. Also, I'm getting you, uh, you know, half off like the upfront um, money or membership fees. Uh, and so it was at 1.99, mm-hmm. so it's close to what it'll be going forward now. Um, but you know, normally, I mean, so the revenue that I collect every month is from annual subscriptions upfront. Mm-hmm. So I get the whole, you know, previously it was yeah. ninety nine bucks upfront. So the monthly revenue is from basically all the new members and or renewals from year past. So September was I think really low.
0: Is that because you don't, you didn't have a lot of renewals that month or?
1: Right. So October of last year is when I launched the community. So I have a decent amount of renewals this month. September, I was like just planning for that. Didn't have a lot of renewals. Also I was in like content creation mode. So I wasn't doing a lot of marketing. was hardly emailing my list. Wasn't doing anything really to encourage new members. Uh, So September normally, you know, it's been making about like Three to six thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. September was seventeen hundred dollars, so it's just like way down. There's hardly mm-hmm. any new members. Uh, October, so far, uh, has been thirteen thousand dollars. Dang, dude, that's really <laughs> it was, good. Yeah, which is pretty nuts. So that's um
0: wait, well, more than double, right?
1: Yeah, uh, and
0: and what's been the highest month so far?
1: Uh, just over ten thousand. Cool. Yeah, and that was way back in like March.
0: And I'm only halfway through the month too, so.
1: Yeah, so I'm kind of expecting to maybe land around, you know, fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars 15000 super cool. Uh, and then November, December, I'm going to be running a Black Friday, Cyber yeah, Monday deal. I was going to ask,
0: what's that going to look like? Just back down to the number price? How, you, how? what do you do?
1: So here's the thing is that I'm increasing the price again uh, because right. my end goal is to get it to $500 a year. This $300 a year was basically just trying to be like a bridge so that I can also run a deal in for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, that wouldn't be like super discounted. And that will also give people another reason to upgrade before, uh, the next price. So when, so right now
0: it's at 299, what's the next jump? 499. Yeah, but when is that? I'm sorry.
1: Uh, it'll be December 4th. So then from like November 26th, Black Friday, it's
0: basically you just saying like, Hey, hey, this is the last week. Got it. Yeah.
1: And they'll offer like a small discount, probably like Hmm. get it at 249 or something like that. And then, you know, the next week's going up to 499, it's never dropping after that again. You know, lock it in forever. Do you
0: feel like that's too like too much too soon, or how do you feel about that?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I mean, that's about like seven weeks away from now ish. Um, and I've also been telling people that this is going to happen. It's not like it's going to be like, oh, it's increasing again. It's Got like it. in the initial email, it was this is the price now. This is what it's going to be in two weeks when I initially announced it, and then this is what it's going to be in, come December. Mm-hmm. So I recommend you do it now. And then the next one's going to be, hey, if you didn't do it before, do it now before December. And then once December comes, um, that'll be like the final price gotcha.
0: point. Do, uh, do you worry about like, I do know, like maybe pricing yourself out of, you know, like people not want to pay that. Like, how do you feel about going up so much? I mean, that's at, right now you're at $99 for the year, right? Yeah. So up to $500. Okay. Yeah. So, that's, so a, that's a huge increase. Right. I think that if where's, it was... Where's the logic behind that?
1: If it was still just like broadly for marketing and if it was only the community that people get access to, yeah, I would feel kind of bad and worried about charging $4.99 because the value that people would get out of that just wouldn't be as clear. But because it's specifically for SaaS marketing, the ROI is quite literally in like, you know, I will help you create a marketing engine that creates potentially millions of dollars in annual recurring revenue, or at least that gets you additional thousands of dollars in monthly recurring revenue so the roi is like very easily there to charge for even like you know the creator mastermind actually they're really pushing me to to charge like a thousand or two thousand dollars a year because that's what people are willing to pay at like the high end Mm -hmm. um of sort of like learning development courses and memberships and accelerators and things like that um so i feel like 500 dollars is kind of like my initial kind of ceiling where i want to see how how well that works but it's still a very easy ask also 500 bucks is usually the amount um that is allotted. It's like the average amount people are given annually for yeah, learning but, development. Yeah, budget, yeah. yeah. Uh so they can use it all up on me or they can, you know, go a little bit above that. Some do a little bit more than that. But um
0: Now what if someone like just wanted to buy like one of your courses? Is that it's like an a la carte option? How's that work?
1: Yeah. So I'm getting rid of the a la carte. It's just going to be the membership. It's only recurring revenue. Um it's only the subscription basically. And
0: why would you like not give an option for that?
1: Um, because the courses individually, what I was selling them for was initially, um, one of the courses was $4.99 and the other one was $1.99. So together it's already, you know, uh, 700 bucks, which is more than the annual subscription. And then they don't get office hours, community, any of the other course updates, uh, or this third additional course I'm going to be creating. Um, and then I dropped them both down to $2.99 each, but that basically just like, uh, it makes it harder for them to upgrade to a, a subscription later, which is not what I want, because then they're sort of like paying double for what they would have initially. Yeah, so I'd rather what, just push them directly to a membership that gets them access to everything up front.
0: But what if it's like someone like me, for example, like I I don't like the idea of like learning in like a classroom. I don't love the idea of like an office hours type session. I don't love like the online community type thing, whatever. But I love the idea of taking a course and on my own time and like learning my, what I want to learn, and then then going and implementing it. So what if like, I mean, in a sense, you kind of like drive away people like that. Um, yeah, you're pretty much. You just kind of okay with that, or you know, it's just like you know.
1: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, at the end of the day, too, four ninety nine is not. I mean, if someone wanted to subscribe for a year and then mm-hmm. cancel after that, they can they do get that. the value, yeah. and they can go through the yeah. course. That and makes a lot basically sense. basically pay for. Yeah, as if it was a la carte. Yeah. Um so that option's always open and mm-hmm. they can do that.
0: That's cool. That's exciting, dude.
1: Yeah. What
0: yeah. are you doing to celebrate? Um <laughs> nothing <laughs> yet?
1: No. <laughs> well, actually Monique and I are going out of town this weekend. That's cool. Uh going with her parents on a little trip to Las Vegas, actually.
0: Oh core <laughs> in Vegas, huh? I
1: know. Her her parents booked it, it wasn't us. Yeah. Um, dude, I hate Vegas. I've been twice and it's I've never actually been to, like, downtown Vegas. I went
0: once for, like, a basketball tournament, Mm. and then I went once. (laughs) It's actually so funny. Uh, My brother-in-law, Nathan, took me when when Connie and I broke up. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Which I probably shouldn't laugh about, but, uh, yeah, it was... That's funny. It was really funny. I mean, we went for, like, two nights, but... I just don't like... I don't like... um, I hate I hate gambling. Like I hate to mm-hmm. like waste money. I mean I can't. Like some people, some people can just go have fun. I can't. I, mean, I spend like literally twenty dollars. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like yeah. I, I just don't like it. And then you walk all day. It's hot. Everyone around you is just like dirty. Like, I I just don't like it. It's not my vibe. But
1: personally, I'm I excited f- to play poker. That's my yeah my guilty pleasure. Yeah. My uh, but
0: you won't like anything else besides that. I'd probably like not. you, it's it's a lot. It's, I
1: mean, we're planning on just like sticking by the pool, yeah. going out to eat, yeah. hanging out with the family. That's cool. So, Gonna be pretty low-key just for the weekend too yeah. it's gonna be like two days ish yeah uh but that'll be our celebration yeah. that's cool man <laughs> um
0: yeah. apart from the, that trip do you find yourself because i'm in a spot of feeling like, oh, like i just can't wait to get through like this busy season like I'm, I'm like literally just count i'm trying to make it through october and then after that i feel like i'm good do you feel like you're in like a similar spot or how do you feel about like work overall
1: you know i feel like i was i was kind of like that Over the summer, I definitely felt some, I think I talked about a little bit, but like a little bit of burnout and just like not feeling super motivated, feeling a little bit kind of discouraged. Um, I've been, I've been kind of on this kick of like trying to learn to enjoy the journey a little bit more. I think I talked about that the last time, but just more like how can I find a sustainable uh, kind of schedule and like place and routine that I enjoy day to day. And I feel like I'm finding that for sure. Mm -hmm. Like I definitely, I want it's, I think it's less like I want to be, I don't want to be where I am now. It's more, I want to be somewhere else Mm -hmm. later, but that's not necessarily like, I just need to get through this. It's more like, I just want to be over here already. Um, And that place isn't like drastically different than where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, anecdotally. Um, So, but I've been there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I,
0: that's kind of where I'm at, and I don't think it's like a good spot to be. Like I'll, I'll say that. Like yeah. I know it's not. Um, but I don't know. It's caused me to like really like reevaluate like what I want like business to look like. Yeah. I mean, really for like our main like flagship biz- business of the events. But I don't know. I've just been thinking through like, as I mentioned, like last year, like all I was all about like you know give me all the work I can get. Like let's be busy and I'll figure it all out. And I'm, I'm figuring it out. Like it's working, but it's a lot of work. And
1: um, yeah, we asked for this year. Yeah,
0: and it's it's <laughs> weird. Like. Uh, it's interesting, like, we, we're making the money we want to make, like, we're able to invest, like, it's all been good. I've kind of been thinking, okay, like, now what? Like, do I really want all this? And, like, what's kind of, like, the next step? And so, I don't know, just been evalu- evaluating, like, do we want to, like, continue to like, grow the business, like, make it bigger, like, hire a GM, like, do all these things, have, like, levels of management? Or do we want to like, kind of keep things, like, small, like, you know, more manageable? Um, i kind of like, what's the move? And so, I don't know, I'm trying to figure that out. And I think that what's happened is because we've been so busy, like, I, I know that I don't like how it currently is. And so I'm trying right. to think like, like next year that has to change. I mean, especially as we're having a baby, like I, I cannot be working like, you know, all weekend long and yeah. late nights. Like, I, can't, I can't do that. And so, e- you know, either we continue to grow and keep doing what we're doing. We hire like more levels of management or we shrink back a little bit and kind of, you know, keep things more like even keel, like less work. And so I'm trying to figure that out. Like, I don't like really know what to do, but um, my natural like tendency is to like want to keep growing and building. So, yeah um
1: i'm do you feel like there's kind of like a um you know option c which is like you don't need to like scale back but more you you just like uh automate delegate and then like you kind of can have your cake and eat it too where you grow but you're also less involved i was listening to reason why i asked because i was listening to a podcast with this guy uh jordan o'connor runs a like a one person SaaS business he makes plenty of money and basically he was talking about how once he reached like a certain threshold, I think he was at like 15,000 a month and it was like, Oh, this replaces my salary It's mm-hmm. healthy margin covers costs. And he's like, well, what do I do now? And he was like, well, I can either like check out and just be like a cash cow or I can just like, keep like, you know, driving and really like working hard. And he's like, well, what if I did a different thing, which is just to, um, do things like put things in place that help it grow without me. And then I can like step back and just automate things, but the business still grows and that's what's happened. I think it's at like 40,000 a month now. Well,
0: um, well, are you done are we finish? Yeah, pretty much. Um, and SaaS like, yes, but for like my type of business, like how is that possible? Cause to me, so to me that the answer to that is like, that's a person, right? So I'm going to like automate things like that's like a GM. That's someone that's yeah. really involved like running things. And so, but I think, okay, if I'm going to hire like a GM and like pay with that, wanting to pay someone to like really run my business, then I, I want to earn more like, right. And so, yeah, I mean, we've talked about, it, but we could, I mean, it's weird because like, we could, I feel like I've been getting like conf- conflicting advice because I'm thinking like, and I know we have a good business, like it's working, it's great. And so like, why like keep starting new things, you know, whatever. But like, I feel like I want to start new things. That, that's what excites me. And so I'm thinking like we could hire a GM to kind of run things and then I could focus on starting like new companies that, which are what I want to do. But if we're going to hire GM, like I want to grow the company even more that way we can afford to pay that plus, you know, take what we want yeah. to take as well. Um, and so I don't, know, I'm trying to like decide like what to do. And I don't, I guess to answer your question, I don't to, to make it more automated. That means hiring more levels of management is what I think yeah. for my business. Yeah. I don't think I can just automate. I mean, I think we've automated like a lot of things so far. I mean, I could hire like, um, less expensive type of positions, right? It's so, like an admin support type or things like that. But I mean, the reality is, makes so this year. My main goal was to hire some people so where I didn't have to be the one actually doing the events, and for the most part, that's been fine. Right. The last couple months, we've been so busy that I've had to kind of step back in and help. Um, but like, let's say we had that taken care of. But then, like, if, even if I'm not working I actually out there on the weekends, I still get calls and texts all weekend long from you know, pl- uh, you know, planners, coordinators, the guys. It's all weekend long, and so like ideally I would have someone in place that like handles all that as well. And so again, like a never an, another layer layer of management. And so, yeah, I don't know. I,
1: I guess so. what I was trying to say was option one, you said was uh, sort of shrink back and then like not take on as much or option two was like grow, go grow, grow and hire mm-hmm. a lot. But I feel like maybe both options are you need to hire someone, whether or not you like grow a lot is sort of, up to them or your goals and structure but like either way if you're gonna like take a step back and you want to like shrink a little bit like you're still gonna have to replace yourself and so you might as well um i feel like option two is the better option maybe it's one terms what i'm trying to say
0: yeah yeah i think you're right i mean connie and i were talking we have some friends that are they have they have have literally like the exact same business in the same industry and it's Mm -hmm. a husband and wife and uh, I'm pretty sure where we do like a similar amount of revenue per year. We're like a similar size business as they are. Um, but it's, I mean, it's two of them plus all their uh, hired help. And with our business, I mean, it's really just me. Like I'm the only one that really runs it. And then I have obviously hired help. But um, just recently, Connie's kind of been stepping in and helping me like kind of do emails and do admin stuff. And it's been crazy. Like how much it's helped. Like, yeah. I mean, she was literally today, actually she was doing work, work all day long. And she's like, dude, like I feel like, What you do like during the week is like a full time job, like the like admin, email scheduling, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, no, (laughs) (laughs) I've been doing all that, like plus everything else, and so it's it's like overwhelming. And so I think if just like some hired help would be a huge like lift off my shoulders. And so, Mm -hmm. but another part of it is it's only like crazy busy for like five six months out of the year, like from like you know May June through October. It's very busy. Besides that, it's pretty manageable, and so. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things to kind of figure out, but I've just been thinking through all this stuff and thinking like what I want it to look like. So,
1: yeah, I, I mean, so I think that part of it is, uh, it's manageable for, you know, half the year because you're still at this like, you know, stage that you are now. Mm -hmm. But if you want to continue to grow, then like it probably wouldn't become manageable all year long. Right. Mm -hmm. Like what if, you know, I think we were were talking about how, you know, the busy season you're doing like 10 to 15 events a weekend when it's a little bit slower, you're doing, you know, uh, three three, to like seven. Yeah. Yeah. Three to seven. What if the normal becomes 10 to 15, and the busy becomes 20 to
0: 25, which is with my ideas. Like that's going to happen. Right. (laughs) So yeah. So you,
1: yeah. I mean, in that case, like there is no slow season. You need someone. Yeah. But
0: even even like, uh, I, I know that I want to get much bigger than that. I think so. Like my, like what I foresee with the businesses, basically like someone that can run the business. Right. And then have a team of people under him to execute the events. Like besides that, that's kind of as big as I want to get. So I don't want to have like yeah. multiple levels of management. All kind of like, you no. know, I don't want to have all that. I just want to keep it fairly small. I, I mean, I probably wouldn't want to do more like a million dollars a year. Like that's probably like my my max I'd want to do with this business. And yeah. I feel like that could be done with you know a, like a one GM and like a big a significant team under him. But it's mainly just like you know laborers, kind of you know people like that. So
1: yeah. I feel like there's your answer. <laughs> well, done. not that, Figure not that it it's out. like solved. I just yeah. mean, that's that's my perspective. That's what I would, I feel like that's the right direction. Yeah. That's exciting though. I mean, get through this time now and, you know, I mean, there's we're only th- so many things you can handle at once. Yeah, so. I mean, we're,
0: we're through. I mean, really like we have one or two, like, re- you know, busy more weekends after, the, you know, that if they get through and after that, it's kind of just steady for the rest of the year. So I'm good. I think we're, we'll be fine, but I, mean, I, I do well under a lot. I can handle it, but I guess my biggest problem is when I get busy, my time is basically spent on just like executing. So all I'm doing yeah. is just like, you know, fixing, building like on events, like email scheduled. That's it. I don't have any time to work on the actual like business itself. And that's the part that I love. Like I love growing and like thinking and kind of dreaming about the future. And so I think that's a part that kind of like drains me and causes me to kind of like reevaluate because I'm not working on the things I want to work on, you mm-hmm. know, but I, I can do it. I know what to do to make it happen, but I want to have more time towards, like, the, the business side, you know.
1: Yeah. So. I think a operational person is a great hire. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could find someone very affordably, I feel like, and also incentivize what do you
0: think that would? And, what do you think it would cost?
1: I mean, dude, there are uh, – I mean, it depends on experience, obviously, and I don't know, like, what the sort of, like, title mm-hmm. is and, like, what the comparable kind of salary is, but I feel like – a good salary anywhere is, you know, or the like competitive right now is like 60 to 80 grand a year. Um, and then you can layer in all sorts of different types of creative compensation in between there. Yeah, with
0: my like, thought was starting someone at like 65 a year with yeah. some kind of like, some kind of like commission or bonus, like structure for him yeah. or, or her. And then that kind of make, would be the start to kind of see where it goes. That's kind of like my idea, but I have no idea.
1: Right. And I feel like, I mean, I'm just guessing, but you probably already have, the margin ish for something like that. Mm-hmm. And or if with the incentive, the incentive to grow like that, that gets paid for. Yeah.
0: I feel like if I had someone that was able and ready to do it, I would, I think I would do it right tomorrow. I would hire yeah, someone because I feel person. like the reality is that means I'm working for that amount of money. Like that means I'm spending yeah. my time for 65 grand a year. And I think that like, I, I don't want to do that. I want to like, earn more than that for my time. Right, Your so, hourly
1: is, you know, double or triple that. And so you're, in that's, fact, yeah, uh, saving money mm-hmm. in a sense.
0: Yeah, it's funny because, like, in theory, I'm like, yeah, for sure. But when it comes down to it, it's, it's a little different than that. I do feel comfortable, like, actually going forward with that. But, yeah, I mean, I think what we're saying, it, make, it all makes sense. And I would I would do that.
1: But. Yeah. Right. It's finding the person, though. Mm-hmm. That's hard. And even finding the people who are out on the trucks and everything yeah. is is difficult. Right
0: now, it's hard. I, but me and Connor were talking about I think that next year it won't be. I mean, I think that as no? things... Inter- no, I think that as, I mean, as, you know, they just started the un- unemployment kind of stopped and things, you know, things are. Mm. I think things are changing. And I right. think that as time goes on, I think people are going to want to get back to work. I mean, yeah. I hope, but yeah. that's what I think. So,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm more and more under the impression that uh, like one of the best things you can do. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Cause um, obviously I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and follow a lot of, you know, startup people and, you always hear this stuff uh, over and over again about like these truisms and business. And I've always heard like the CEO's job is, um, you know, to replace himself and never run out, out of money. And then like you're in business and you're like, Oh frick, <laughs> really true. Like that's actually the thing. But uh, replacing yourself, so like finding people um, I don't know, maybe it's like a means to an end to a lot of people. There's like a real art to, to leadership and to recruiting and to uh, thinking about like roles and how you put people in, in the right uh, you know, jobs and responsibilities. And um, it's a really, really important job, a really critical job that, you know, is, is I'm I'm just trying to say it's more than like, you know, you have to really think about it and like strategize about it. Yeah.
0: And I don't think I'm, I'm that good at that. I don't think I'm good at like, think i recognize people's strengths but I'm not, i don't think i'm like i don't hurt people's feelings i'm pretty like you know i'm nice like i don't want to like upset people so i think that i'm not very good at like recognizing someone's strength and, and actually executing and putting them where they need to be if it means yeah. like moving them around or changing things yeah. you know
1: right well i mean one of the things that i've been thinking about just long term for myself i had never thought about it before until like a month ago was how do i become someone who attracts like top talent and people are like, Oh, I would love to work with Corey one day on his company or on his startup. That's like a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're trying to meet a lot of people. You're trying to put out this impression. You're trying to talk about your values and work style and sort of the benefits of, you know, what type of company you have and um, what it's like to work there. But I think that in general, like people are attracted to other people. Mm -hmm. And so how do you, You know, sort of like the uh the marriage thing like how do you become the person the person you're looking for Mm -hmm. is looking for it's the same thing like how do you become the person you want to hire for wants to (laughs) work for i think i'm maybe getting that right but um yeah there's a real like there's a whole thing there Mm -hmm. and uh you have to exercise that muscle and build it up it's not an overnight thing either yeah we had talked about before but i think that one of the things you should do or we should do or you, you should find someone else who does it. It's just like, how do you create a pipeline of smart, hardworking mm-hmm. guys to work for you? Yeah. Just like a constant stream. They're like clamoring where you put a job posting and people are like all over it, you know? Yeah. I
0: mean, I'm constantly thinking about that. I mean, one thing that's happened recently to me is, um, I keep waking up in the middle of night and normally I like I sleep well. I don't like, I'm pretty good about like working when I work and then kind of like turning it off, which I feel like for my personality, that's not, most people but for me i'm very good at that um but i've been waking up a lot in the middle of the night and i just like i cannot stop thinking about work and all these ideas mm. and it's I'm actually like i don't like it because i'm like i want to sleep away. yeah I'm like yeah. stop and I, I, I get you know i get excited or i get stressed out and so but yeah that's a good thing you brought up
1: um i was gonna say just fyi also i keep a little notepad on my by your bed yeah by my bed i, I don't keep my phone and so normally if i have like a what? thought yeah, I would just like you know type a note down. But since I have my phone in my bedroom, the little notepad helps. Do you make a little lamp? <laughs> um, no, but there's a pen that you know you can have like a little light on it.
0: So you have that pen?
1: <laughs> no, Monique wants to buy it, but I just like scribble it in the dark, and, I, <laughs> and then the next morning I look at it. I'm like, what is what? that? Right? Oh, okay, yeah, that's I remember now.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I've been. because I keep my phone by my bed, but I have it on like Do Not Disturb. But uh, I hate checking my phone in the middle of the night. So it's kind of funny about me. If I wake up middle of the night, I will not check my phone. And I'll have no idea what time it is. <laughs> like, literally last night, Connie woke me up, and what she, What happened? She was like, oh, Jeremy, like, it's it's smoky in our house. We had a fire last night. She's like, I think the fire, coal, stole, whatever, still going. And I was like, uh, <laughs> like half asleep. <laughs> and uh, I got up and went pee, whatever, and checked it all out. But I never um, I never checked my phone. So I was like, I don't know if it's 1 a.m., if it's 4 a.m. I have no idea what time it is. And I felt like asleep. But I, I never checked my phone.
1: so Get a notebook, man. Get yeah, a notepad.
0: It's a good idea. Um, what what else, what else, what do we got here under business? Um,
1: well, on a related note, um, this is under my, uh, under my learning category, but, uh, yeah, I think I mentioned there's like all this age old advice and sort of truisms. And, um, I just been realizing like how true it is, especially. So I can't say too much about it. Not for any really important reason, but I'm working on a startup, uh, with a partner and we're in, like the very, very early stages. It's going to be a SaaS product and, uh, and software. And, um, now that like we're going through the process together, like, okay, like what do we build? and like, mm-hmm. who is this for? And how do we know what's the right things? What features to include and how it should be designed? Like, it's really, really hard. Like it's from the outside. If you're like, you know, reading books about it. And I'm sure that, you know, this was sort of had a similar realization when you, uh, you bought the business uh what became wonder but then you get in it and then you start thinking about all these things that maybe you've read at one point or that someone told you at some time and you're like oh like now that makes sense Mm -hmm. and um so there's been a couple top of mind like um, pay attention to what customers do not what they say (laughs) they're just like completely two two different things people have all sorts of ideas about um what would make their life easier or you know, they'll say what they want or what would be good or helpful, but then like what they actually do, you know, is, um, speaks louder than their words. Like mm-hmm. that's that the real truth. And it can be really hard because someone will say one thing and then they'll do another and you have to like decrypt and decipher, you know, what it is that they're actually, what they actually want. Um, also like get people, get something in people's hands as quickly as possible because once that happens, then people actually tell you what they think about it because you can tell them oh what if we build this or if we do that but like it doesn't matter until they actually have it mm-hmm. and then they will give you the real advice of oh this thing's useful but this thing over here is not or i wish it worked this way instead um also just talking to people takes a ton of time yeah. <laughs> so like in the early stages we're trying to you know do our due diligence by talking to a lot of people and getting to know them what is their day-to-day like what problems do they have what things they want to achieve And each one of those meetings, you know, will go on for 30 minutes to an hour and then we'll sort of like, um, sort of, uh, process and talk about, you know, how the meeting went and what we learned and go through the transcript and create highlights. And like, wow. It's like, sometimes you hear about stories of like, well, we founded the business in, you know, 2015 but then, You know, we didn't launch it until Mm -hmm. 2017. And I'm like, why did you guys do it? I'm like, Oh, this makes sense. Like, it takes forever talking to people and then you create the first versions and like even just to get to the first version that you launch publicly is like a huge, huge milestone. It takes a long time, usually like a year ish. Um, And, uh, and the other part of this is really frustrating is that I think more so when you're creating digital products like software or courses, there's literally no correlation between the amount of time that you spend on that thing versus how that thing is received by the mm-hmm. people that you created it for. Um, you could create something in an hour and then people go bonkers for it. You could spend a year on something and then no one wants it. It's crickets. And so it's a difficult thing when <laughs> this stuff takes months or even years, mm-hmm. and you still don't know like if you're really on the right track. Even just even just because you spent three years on it doesn't mean that you've built mm-hmm. something that people want.
0: Uh, where do you think you are at on like the time spectrum? So I mean, how long till it's kind of version A is out?
1: So usually, you know, you go through like we have a proof of concept, which is just like a drawing or a sketch or some sort of like idea, and then you get to a prototype, which is maybe like a really hacky version of what you want to create, and then you have a alpha. It's like a first version, the beta, second version, and then you have like an early access, which is like right before you publicly launch. And then you have your first version, your V1, quote unquote, to get to your V1, I would say usually takes like a year, but you know, proof of concept, alpha, beta prototype can take a couple of months. Sometimes if it's really simple, a day, um, really depends. Like there's this new product I just started using called smart subscriber. And, uh, the guy who created it literally created the, um, the prototype we'll call it in a day. And now he's been working on it for two months and he's not at like the V1 yet. Like, he still has a lot of features he wants to build and hasn't publicly launched it. So, it depends.
0: So, how long from today until it's out? V1.
1: (laughs) Honestly, I would say like probably nine months to a year from now. Maybe even a little bit longer.
0: And when does like your work start as a marketer?
1: Um, Dude, it starts right now. Really? Okay. For a lot of people, it doesn't start until after V1, until like a year from now. Mm-hmm. But um, I have a very different perspective, and I think that's like kind of the smarter. Like if you're really <laughs> kind of cunning, you go this way. But trying to like meet a lot of people, create a website, create a lot of content, loot people in, even maybe create a community, a course around it. And then that way, once you have something to show for, then it's, hey, look at this software thing we've been working on um so you're you know thousands of people already rather than starting from scratch like you can i can start doing a lot of things right now i can start building the marketing engine even before we have anything that's exciting yeah but we won't see the results of that for a long time yeah. obviously so yeah. yeah gotta be in it for the, the long haul
0: dude SAS man different <sighs> different animal
1: different different world different animal
0: way different like I can have an idea and I can literally start like tomorrow. Yeah. But for you, it's, you know, if you have to build like a new product, it can take a year, right? Yeah. So
1: I think especially because what we're doing is a bit in like a new category. So there really isn't a lot to compare it against because we'll kind of be like the first of its kind. Whereas if it's like, oh, I'm building a new CRM or like a new website builder, it's like, cool. Like you sort of already know, yeah. like, what do people want? What do you expect? Like, how can it be different? What's going to be unique about it? But um, we have a little bit of a taller order, harder task, because we don't have anything to compare it against, yeah. hmm. at least yet. There are definitely a lot more popping up every week, it seems like. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's a really, it's a pretty hot category. But yeah, that's, uh, that's the update on, on that. I have some other things I can roll through if uh, if you're interested. Yeah, kind of so look, th- look through
0: my list. Um, a long pause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what else you got?
1: Um, okay, one thing from uh, sort of like the more spiritual life, if you will, but still work-related, of course. I feel like that's kind of our, our, uh, our stick. Our spiritual journey. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. It's kind of our stick. <laughs> but um, we finished Garden City. By John Mark Comer. Dude,
0: I just started it. It's so good. Really good. It's incredible. Really good. It's
1: interesting because there's like three parts. And I feel like the third part is like really like the meat of the concept of the book. Of like, you know, literal Garden City. Anyways, the rest of the book is amazing. Kind of like goes in all these other uh, tangents around it. But interesting quotes. Just a couple of call outs. Um, One, he says... Uh, This is towards the end. These are from like the last kind of part there, part three, the shortest version, the shortest part of the whole book. He said, we were made to work and we will work forever. And before you get sad about that, realize it's in a world where the curse has been undone. The, quote, painful toil, unquote, is gone. We will not labor in vain, like it says in Genesis, um, when Adam and Eve sin, and then the Lord curses the ground against the man. Our work will be exciting, fun, challenging, rewarding, fascinating, energizing, significant, and custom fit for who we are. And then he says, whoever you become will carry over into the next life. Uh, The saying, you know, you can't take it with you may be true for stuff, your car or shoes or whatever, but it's definitely misleading. You will take the person you become with you into God's future and who you become is your most valuable asset. And I never thought about that as much because... One, so what me and, uh, Drake and Kyle, my friends are the ones I've been going through the book with. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, guys, like, do we need marketers in heaven? You know, like, is the work I'm doing now, the work that I will like continue and take with me into heaven. And like, probably not directly. Right. We, I don't know if we're going to have like Facebook ads on Twitter in heaven, but there's some sort of like, you know, what is the, the meat and the root of the type of work that you do, um, but, like, as a whole, the work that you do, the skills, sort of, like, the person that you become, you take with you into heaven. Which I was like, oh, wow, that really, like, incentivizes you to want to become the type of person you want to be when you go to heaven. Um, and uh, so that was an interesting little tidbit from from Garden City, just a little, little thought provoker for you. Um, and then on a similar line, the last note on that is he also says, the question is, How do we live in this tension between our childlike dreams to be and do something that matters and our more adult ugly desires for power and control and fame, and celebrity status, another house, another vacation, another leg up in the world. How do we hang on to the right desires even into adulthood, but at the same time eject all the others? I think what this gets at is like, I think all of us want to do work that matters and we want to do important, cool, fun, interesting things that maybe a little bit have kind of a selfish angle to them while also being very kind of altruistic and like really working on things that will ultimately matter in heaven, you know, like who you bring with you and relationships and people and evangelism and things like that. Um, Or just like doing it in a completely (laughs) selfless way. It's just a really hard, a really hard tension. John and Mark yeah, the hard-hitting questions, right?
0: Yeah. Like how he says, um, like, you will work forever, right, for all of your days. But, you know, that's the, that's the curse that's been lifted. Um, I think his perspective on work is so good. Like yeah. It, yeah. It's funny because it, it makes me, like, I think naturally, like, I like to work, you like to work. It's like, it's like a good thing we both agree on. But he makes it, like, um... Man, it's hard to explain. Like, I get so excited, but also I feel the need to rest and like relax a little bit. But it's like a weird combination of. I think it's work in the right lens is how he paints it, you know. Um. That was
1: that was interesting thing I took away from kind of the painful toil quote, and we will not labor in vain. Is, so that the final question of like how do we, you know, do things we feel will matter, but also like, you know, in a really selfless way is because work now is supposed to be painful but what we want is for it to be Mm -hmm. really rewarding Mm -hmm. and fun and fulfilling and to some degree it is but even that thing becomes a selfish motivation where we are, you know we are idolizing work in a way that uh is unhealthy or that -hmm. we crave more right where uh, the bar keeps getting set higher and higher and higher And that's the thing is like, okay, in heaven, it'll both be enjoyable and satisfying. Whereas now it can be enjoyable, but maybe not ultimately satisfying, Mm -hmm. or it's not enjoyable. Um, And maybe it's satisfying in a selfless way because it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really hard work or it's dirty work or it's work that you don't see the results of right away, but maybe it gives you more of that spiritual satisfaction. Dude, it's it's a
0: good point you bring up, like the idea of like wanting more and more and more, and like this, you know, you set a goal like a benchmark and you hit it, and then like, now what? Um, like, for this year we set a goal of, like for our business, and um, like we're gonna well surpass it, like we're gonna hit a number that I never thought I would hit this soon, and it's so interesting how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. I'm so just like, all right, cool. <laughs> like I'm just yeah. not, it, it doesn't do much for me, and it's weird. Like it, it's everything you hear on like the podcast and everything you read about or, you know, whatever, listen to, and I'm experiencing that firsthand. And it's just such, that's like a weird, I, I get it. Like yeah. you, you know, you want bigger, bigger, and bigger because it never really satisfies. Um, I think it's, you know, all the more reason to kind of figure out like, what is like the actual end goal that you want? Like what, what is the reason you're working? Like what are, what are the things you want? Like, it, is it just money? Is it, is it, you know, some position? Is it responsibility? Is it time? What Whatever you want. Like figure that out because, um i don't know, I, mean, I can say it. Like it's just not what you think it's gonna be. You know.
1: Yeah, right. It's that's kind of the curse. Yeah, right? it's, it's like it's weird. Like it, I
0: don't know. It's it's one of those things. Like you, um, I think you read it and you understand it, but it's one thing to read it and actually experience it. And yeah. so, yeah. I mean, I mean, and we haven't even hit like some crazy number, or just whatever. But still, like it's just for our goals that we had, we've met those. Yeah. And so it just you know and so now what do i set bigger goals i don't know like it's probably not the right right thing to do and so we're just going to be endless chase, you know chasing this whole vein. and so that's part of why i'm reevaluating, kind of figuring out what i want to do
1: on a similar vein i'll just go really quickly to one of the other points i want to get to which is around um uh, a little bit more nerdy but uh i found this podcast episode well it's a podcast in general but this episode in, in particular about dopamine um so this is guy, Andrew Wilkinson, I'll get to that in a second, but he's the one that put me on it. But um, this podcast is by this guy named Andrew Huberman. He's a, a psychologist and neuro something or other, really, very really smart guy, works at Stanford, does a lot of research, whatever. He did this whole podcast episode on like dopamine and like how that relates to um, stress, addiction, enjoyment, fulfillment, pleasure, and just like basically our relationship, how that works. And he made this really interesting point. So basically a lot of us, so dopamine is basically like, they call it like the, the happiness chemical or something like that, where it's, um, the thing that makes you happy. And so sort of you have like these baseline of dopamine levels that sort of your, your baseline attitude or, uh, you know, general feeling about life. If that's, if that's really low, then you're going to feel really depressed. If it's really high, then, you, you know, you're going to have like these high highs and low lows. Anyways, talked about how relying on getting your source of dopamine from an anticipation of reward or receiving the reward, um, is a pretty like vicious cycle. It leads to a lot of addictive, it leads to an addictive relationship with that source. Um, because what happens is a lot is like, oh, I want to reach this goal of, you know, a million dollars a year in revenue, or I want to reach this goal of, uh, or I, you know, I'm just anticipating getting ice cream later. And so anticipating is a dopamine driver where then we feel happy and excited and motivated to reach that thing. And then actually like eating the ice cream or getting the money is fun, but then it quickly goes away and then you, you drop off a cliff basically. And now you're unhappy. You're looking for the next source. But what we talked about how, um, what you can do, what all of us should try to learn to do is to learn, to get our source of dopamine, basically happiness, fulfillment, enjoyment from the effort of anticipation or working towards a reward. And when we do that, then it's a much more constant flow, and we have a higher baseline rather than like high highs and low lows, where it's just like this ever-increasing stable uh, source of dopamine, but it's also basically just like a sustainable, non-addictive relationship to whatever that thing is. So then we learn to enjoy the work. We enjoy working out. Um, we're happy not having the ice cream. We don't have the, the cravings. We're happy not having the money. We're, we're happy working towards the money, working towards the ice cream, working towards the, um, you know, the thing, whatever it is. And uh, the whole context here is this guy, Andrew Wilkinson. He's like basically a billionaire, has like bought a bunch of companies, sold a bunch of companies, made lots of money, as like really, really smart guy, engineered his life in a way where he spends a lot of time. And uh, he wrote this tweet thread. He says, on August 1st, I woke up and didn't want to get out of bed. I felt blank, hollowed out. I couldn't enjoy anything. I didn't care about work. I didn't want to talk anymore. Um, And he talks about how basically uh, he had created an addiction of work that made him like miserable. Even though he technically loved the thing he was doing, his relationship with his work became really, uh, really unhealthy, and it all comes back to these like cycles of our source of dopamine. So, anyways, I digress on all the nerdy stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. Um, I want to get to some of the things I'm learning. Um, also, reading *Garden City*, I have a couple quotes, but I will skip them. Um, dude, I my small group, my high school small group last night, we uh, me and Miles talked about like having you know vision for your life. I'm talking about like career ideas for them. So I brought my uh visioneering book and I was kinda like looking through some old quotes and I came across this one that was so good, but it says, uh you will be called up you will be called upon to give up the actual good for the potential best. You will find it find it necessary to leave behind what is comfortable and familiar in order to embrace which is uncomfortable and unfamiliar. I was kinda thinking back about like when I um <clears throat> Uh, left uh, LeBons and I bought my first business like it was this right here like it was like yeah. I had a good thing right it, you know it, f- it seemed good but you know, there was a potential best that was out there for me and um, at the time like I, I wasn't like kind of realizing what it was but I did it and but anyway looking back at it I think it's so clear like at LeBons I had a good gig it was good it was comfortable whatever but I think that God has something that was even better for me and so I was talking to these kids about that kind of you know explained this to them And I just felt, like, super grateful and kind of, like, you know, it was good to kind of look back on, like, this quote. Because I actually was reading this book at the time of that transition. It was kind of funny to look back all, like, the notes I have in my book, my my underlining points. But, anyway, Visionary, we did an episode on it. I'm not sure when that was, but um that was a good little re- recap we did like a good a good book review so uh, it was probably in the beginning too i think episode pretty early probably. probably like between 20 and 40 i would say
1: yeah one of our first book reviews um anyway
0: visionary good book um besides that i'm reading a book called uh, birth partner and uh <coughs> as you know i'm having a son and so um yeah i have to prepare for that so um we were give, you know we have a, have a midwife and we're talking with her and so uh, she was saying that you know we can either take like an uh, online birthing class or an in-person class, or we can read some books. And so one of the books she gave us was one called The Birth Partner, and it's basically how you get uh, uh, the male partner prepared for birth. And so I've um I've been learning a lot, dude. My mind's been blown. Um, I'll probably <laughs> stop there. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. There's so many details about birth that I've learned and oh, um, images and you know just uh, graphic things that are.
1: Even Coming my way. If I even start so, to think about it's the active child birthing, it's, it's like a I it, can't even fathom it. It's I
0: don't just, think I ever thought about it before this, which is crazy. But I've never like really thought about what it means to have a baby, and now I'm like really understanding it. And it's <laughs> there, there's so many stages and like phases of birth and all the stuff. It's man, it, it's so crazy.
1: I have to say, kudos to the women because dude, I am. Yes I don't know if this is Appropriate to say it But I am thankful I'm a man Because oh, I just Could not imagine Going through that It's Yeah you know. I
0: love being a male It's great It's the best thing ever I would I, I don't think I would be able to, I I could not do that Yeah There's no way I couldn't imagine It's And then Like you know My wife Connie We're gonna do a home birth And she You know like No, you know, no epidermal No uh, No pay, uh, What's it called No medication No, 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 no that stuff yeah. All natural And Well I, I just I don't understand why Okay <laughs> I can't do it.
1: I think there was, um, I saw some sort of video that went viral a, ba- a while back around, um, they were uh, they were strapping some sort of like shocker onto men, I think in their stomach, and it was supposed yeah. to emulate like Heard that. contractions and like birthing pains. And uh, they like turned it up to the point where it was like, it was something like, I don't know, like a quarter or a third of like what the real pain is that women experience and the guys were like ripping it off it was like yeah. so unbearable yeah. Uh, so yeah
0: it's dude it's gonna be intense it's gonna be crazy but I'm, I'm excited I'm really excited I really am
1: yeah it's crazy stuff man it's coming up about two months wow. almost a little bit over two months yeah you've, you've got some reading to do it's uh, <laughs> it's gonna sneak up hey on I'm you.
0: like a third way through my book alright I'm <laughs> getting there You've got time, but not a ton of time. Yeah, that's the weird part that we like. We're we're kind of. Because I was talking to Connie, I was like, "Yeah, this is the kind of book. Like, I want to read it when we get close, because if, if I read it too soon, I'm gonna get freaked out." And she was like, "Dude, like, it's time. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the time's now to read that book." And I was like, "Oh, okay."
1: So I just started it. Yeah. Uh, are you gonna be reading any other books? More books? Um about, related to that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I have parenting, a parenting. I have childhood. a book that I
0: started yeah. that Mike recommended called uh, "Future Men" by Douglas mm-hmm. Wilson. And I started that like a, probably like two years ago. And as I was reading it, I was like, eh, I'm not a dad yet. Right. So <laughs> I put it down. I think I'll re- re- reread that book. Um, besides that, it's probably it. I mean, for now, I mean, I'm
1: going to see. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'm excited.
1: going to be a dad. I cannot imagine. I, I don't know why, but every you're time so I just – You're so fascinated by it.
0: You're just like well, blown away. I don't
1: know what it is about you guys, but for whatever reason, you and Connie, I just like – my mind is blown. I just can't believe that you're actually – yeah. having a kid yeah.
0: he's gonna be really cool uh really he's gonna be short unfortunately probably
1: <laughs> Um what well, if he comes out well i mean not when he comes out but when he grows up and he's just, just like, like six four
0: yeah like six four be epic. it won't, six, won't happen he's probably gonna have red hair freaking pale white skin <laughs> like me i hope not i really hope not but he's for sure gonna be short there's no way but he's gonna it be really like intelligent it. really smart and business-minded and funny and just a good man. And a big heart. I'm gonna raise a really good man. Me. Yeah, exactly. I'm excited. Real big heart. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that I don't know, that's been my whole like my whole life I always had that. I'm but it's sure. a big heart. But I got a big heart. Yeah. That's right. Always.
1: That's right. It's one support. Um
0: important. I have a bunch of things. how long have we been? Like over an hour, right? Um I have a bunch of things under what I've been studying. Basically Almost uh, an hour. We got okay. time. Alright, cool. Well, I've been reading through Psalms as a part of my like devotions. Um, I'm not sure have you have you been devotions have been. Like a little bit up and down. Like I've had Dude, some I've streaks. That's fallen off a cliff. Yeah, uh, it's well, embarrassing. Let's pull you back up, Corey. Yeah. Um, I have times of doing well, but for the is mean, no, I used to be very consistent, like five times a week at least. Now I'm kind of, you know, it's up and down. So I have times when I do that, but most of the time it's not been there. Anyway, um, I, we've been reading through the New Testament, but I mean Connie together, but I started throwing in Psalms, and so I don't really want to go through all of them. But basically, go back, read Psalms, really good, bunch of good stuff. I wrote down some verses, but I don't want to share them. So um anyway your diversions no bueno yeah know, it's not
1: (laughs) a lot to add there um yeah i mean things have been really busy uh and i feel like it's always one of those things where i get in a good routine there's something that throws it off like a a trip or retreat or vacation or like a busy week and then it's like that we ru- said that
0: it's like you've always said that yeah
1: yeah and then it's like that routine never existed mm-hmm. i just like completely i'm like wait oh i completely forgot i did that and um that sucks that's a bummer obviously but um yeah i just I haven't do you guys uh, well i mean
0: i i get that i think that for me um what i've been doing is putting my bible like right by my computer and i feel like if you know my schedule is different than yours for me i'm like always it's either i'm gone all day or i'm home all day but for you it's like either you're home all day or you're at the church right now yeah. mm-hmm. and so um like you're not out and about you're like always by your computer i think that if maybe if you tried putting like by your computer it would mm-hmm. be like a conscious choice of like okay i'm i'm not going to read right now i'm going to start working instead yeah and i think whenever i'm home like i tried to do that and i'm not obviously not perfect a lot of times i just <laughs> push my all to the side and start working but <laughs> a lot of times it really helps me to think okay like Really, I, I literally can't spare like 10 minutes to remember. I like like, right, on. It's, you know, so
1: that's a good idea. Yeah, it's the uh, what is it? looks like the proximity. We read
0: that in my Canada, I think.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, it's fine, but uh, recently I like rearranged our whole uh, what's it called? Like the bathroom mirror cabinet, you know, yeah. where it's like you store all of your Messing cabinet. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And um, I like very strategically organized, like, oh, here's all my like eye stuff and like hair stuff, and like, oh, all like now my um, my uh like flosser and like mouthwash is right next to the toothpaste. Previously, it was in like another cabinet, and I just like completely forgot. And now I use it all the time, and so it's a thing. So it's a good idea.
0: Well, it's time to organize your spiritual life, Corey. That's right. Yeah. It's time.
1: time to spiritually floss and uh wash my mouth. No, time
0: to do the, the dentist, Corey. <laughs> right. Seriously. <laughs> time for a deep cleaning.
1: Uh, that cool. uh, that self-employment life. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's really all there is to update there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think part of it too is that I do a lot of reading. And well, I was just gonna say, like, that includes, whenever I read like,
0: Garden City, like books like that, like, yeah, I borderline consider that like it gets so life giving to me and causes me to reflect and think and you know, yeah, gives my mind on good things.
1: So I do a lot of reading in that area in that respect. Obviously, the Bible is different; still, something you should do independently. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just need to work it into the routine
0: Mm. all right um anything else you want to share
1: i don't think so no um good to catch up uh good to update trying to look through the notes if there's anything else that i missed um yeah i mean we're getting close to the end of the year so Mm -hmm. end of year review pretty soon we still got at least one exciting guest that we want to get on yes so uh we'll be eagerly awaiting that um but no i don't think that's i think that's it cool all right. Well, Take thanks for home. listening as well. Uh, and as always, if you can help us out, in fact, here's the one ask. If you thought this was, this was interesting. There was a, a guest that you really liked. If there was one episode, a book review, any episode in the past, if you can text it to one person and just say, Hey, I thought you might find this interesting. That'd be awesome. That goes a long way for us. It's one more person that helps us. Uh, uh I think it would, hopefully it's helpful obviously, but to, one additional person for the podcast is a, is a gain for us in the audience and um, we're trying to achieve. So we appreciate that and we'll see you in the next one.